Yo, what's good? It's another edition of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. And we got a good one for you once again. Let's get into it. Episode 1068, titled Lights Are Racist. What? (laughs) That aired on May 3rd, 2019. Adam and Dr. Drew talk about the days of old when it comes to old school television shows. And Adam breaks down an article on how lighting, as far as photography is concerned, is racist. (laughs) This should be interesting. Let's take a listen. Get it on, baby. Woo! Always excited to see you, Drew. You are? Yeah. Really? I look forward to talking to you. Wow, all right. I do. Woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sponsoring this show? Oh, butcherbox.com slash ADS, lifelock.com, promo code Adam, true car. Dot com Pluto TV. Remember that uh, actor in the fifties and forties? You always go, yes. I think it was even on Lucille Ball. Um, I think uh, Mister. It was like Mister Mooney. Mister Drysdale. Not Mister Drysdale. Mister Drysdale owned the bank. Yeah. Uh, and he was from the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Mister Mooney. Oh owned yes. The bank that Lucille Ball right. had to get a job at. Right. And his whole thing was like, yeah, yes. the, you could make a living for one sort of mannerism oh, back in routinely. The, for, back in the days of of television and three channels and stuff. You yeah. had one kind of thing. You had your idiosyncrasy or mannerism, or just that was your that was his, and nobody else could touch it. Yes, and Mr. he got made millions of dollars on that, Mister Mooney. I uh, always think of you when I think of uh, insane articles. There's an article that I just screwed up. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, there's an article. Gary, I'll let you flop around. I'll give you some time. Oh. Somebody sent me a tweet. It's always funny when you stumble onto stuff. Like somebody sent me a tweet, like a link to the New York Times. They go look at something. And I was looking at this article. And then to the right, I saw the other stuff that they're running. And to the right, I saw the racial bias built into photography. <laughs> Well, it's and black and white. I, I had to click on it, but I, I, it made me laugh, and all this stuff makes me laugh because, oh, look look who found it that fast. No. Um, the thing that made me laugh about it is a few short years ago, Dennis Prager used to kid that if we're coming to a time that if you heard a story where the uh, ACLU had brought a suit against the lowercase t – for looking like a cross yeah, that you could almost believe it. Like as incredible as that sounded as as sort of Orwellian far-fetched outer space. Oh, come on. But that story about the, if you said the made up story, which is the ACLU is bringing a lawsuit against, you know, keyboards that use a lowercase (laughs) T because it looks like a cross or resembles a cross. You'd go, Okay, that's a made-up story. But if you said uh, Kamala Harris is talking about uh, virtual reality or whatever, whatever cyber learning, whatever, whatever cyber, whatever being racist, that's her her thing, racial bias, and that, and then racial bias in photography, you wouldn't know if that was a three-card Monty game, which one was made up. Right, it's true. Doesn't sound they all sound about the same. Then does not sound outrageous at no. all anymore, right? No, sounds like a Tuesday. Yeah. Sad, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Drew, what are they saying? The lighting is somehow not designed for I, the darker skin. I, or? I I find myself taking a dive into these things, like the Kamala Harris thing with the AI is racist and blah blah blah. 
I, because I'm wired the way I'm wired, you know what I think to myself? Yeah. My first impulse is, well, that, that sounds outrageous. And my second impulse is, well, they're going to prove it because I'm going to read this article and they're going to point something out to me. And anyone who listens or reads or, you know, Freakonomics or whatever it is, you go, okay. So if you listen to Freakonomics, they go, well, it turns out that uh, rent control actually hurts, you know, the poor and the people that rent. It's not good for, for renters. Shocking. It hurts everything. It's shocking. it's shocking. It's shocking. But you go, okay, that's an interesting premise. You know, Vinny comes in here and says, butter doesn't make you fat. Margarine makes you fat. And you go, well, that's not, that's counterintuitive or that's not something I've heard of. But now tell me. Yeah. And then Vinny lays out a case. And when he's done, you go, oh. Okay, yeah. I got it. And when Freakonomics guys explain to you why rent control doesn't help the renters, doesn't help the people it's supposed to help, you go, okay, I'll listen. And then when they're done, you go, okay, I get it. The Kamala Harris AI think there's none of that. Right. And there's none of it in the, you know, no the, argument. The, the, the photo photography is racist. Like, they don't make it, but I go into it like I'm going into Freakonomics. Like, okay, now a bunch of super salient points are going to be made, and I'm, I'm going to be coached up. But then it's like, uh, Nothing. Right, which Ugh. is, my whole thing is like, you can make whatever proclamation you want, and then in the body of the article, Defend it. Now it's time for you to, Sure. It's, now it's time, I'm pretty agnostic going in. It sounds far-fetched, but there are many... Vinny talking about eating uh, lots of fat and steak and beef and uh, butter and dairy and stuff. That sounded a little far-fetched, too. But now I'm all ears. Mm -hmm. And then when we're done, I go, touche. You have made your point. And, and there's evidence, too. I mean, not, not just an argument. There's also, here's the outcomes. Right. Like you, can, you know, one of the things about, important things about scientific arguments is they predict the future. Right. You know, you have to be able to, whatever you're describing has to have an outcome associated with it. And, uh, yep, lo and behold, it does. Gary, are you able to find out why photography is racist? Um, let, me, let me keep reading. I'm halfway through. <laughs> What's I, the basic premise? We haven't gotten there yet. She's being oh. – I'm halfway through the article and she's explaining how – the article starts with her – with the author who is a Harvard professor talking about how she was – uh, on stage about to give a presentation and the lighting technician told her that the clothes she was wearing, which was like a tan slacks and a light jacket, a beige jacket, wouldn't work because they were lighter than her face was. And she's black. So she's going through this. I don't know. Let me keep reading. Mm -hmm. So lights are racist, not, not photography. Lights are. Light, light. No, no. Lights. Uh-uh. Okay. Got to get down to the core. Lights are racist. Mm. Right. Well, at a certain point in the article, as I was looking for it, it's like that the, the lighting guy had to go and be coached up in the lighting booth or the whatever, the stage manager booth. He had to get yelled at. But it's like, I feel like he's doing his job. Like, he's saying you're not going to be seen as well as you'd like to be seen. Given, given the light equipment we have. And given your, 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 yeah. your skin tone. Like, these are factors. And... He's explaining what's going on, and I'm sure there's a super light skin version of this as well. And maybe if you're the whitest chick in the world with ginger hair and you're wearing an all black outfit, he might say it's going to look like your head is just floating out Blowing there, or <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure he's had other discussions about that. Yeah, he's a professional. I'm sure he's trying to fix something that he thinks would be a 
advantageous to you. Right. Trying to help. Okay. Trying to help. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome back to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Let's get into it right away. Episode 811, titled Corolla Works in Mysterious Ways, which aired on April 20th, 2018. In this clip, Adam and Dr. Drew talk about the ups and downs of a busy life and how certain situations have affected Dr. Drew's mood. This is rare. Oh, let's check it out. I'm still not right emotionally, like I've been complaining for like how long now. Uh, but now it's like it's taking the form of like irritability and like I want to fight with people, that road rage stuff, those kinds of experiences. Mm. Uh, the more shitty I get, sort of the more magnanimous you get, the more, equi- more equanimity true. comes from Corolla. Well, no, uh, there's a, I, there's something I sort of stumbled on that I'm trying to, um, Live a little bit here. I know. I'm aware of it. I can feel it. Which is um, there is there's so much going on all the time in in either direction. There's so much in a negative direction. There's so much in a positive direction. In life. In life. This is a sort of constant yin and yang of yeah. kids and yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. people making you laugh and knowing people and being blessed and having these opportunities and these chances and creating and abundance and all this and then all this weirdness and political stuff and negativity and everything that's sort of crazy that's going on. And now it's really just sort of decide – how, what kind of life you're going to lead, what kind of mood you're going to be in. There's there's ample evidence yeah. on both sides yeah. to be upset or to be elated I, I've, for, I've, for I've, me personally. Now, I, I'm not saying, look, if you're Matt or Gary, one of the peons, of course you're miserable. But for me, yeah. you can you could make a pretty good argument for misery yeah. and you make a pretty good argument for being elated. Okay. So – now that we've realized that, well, th- th- you could this jury could come in any it, it would toggle back the jury would toggle back and forth between miserable and elated for a thousand years. Why not just you know pick the happy side and, and move Stay on? Stay with it. Also, there's an element of time is starting to move pretty fast. Well, that's the part now. that's fucking me up. Like we had a nice weekend with Gary, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Have we talked about that yet? Not this show. All right. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's been discussed. You talked about it in your show. Well, I talked about it on, on my show. Yeah. We talked about you presiding over yeah. the marriage right. and, and the proceedings and all and that. And it was a lovely experience and it was yes, going it was. like that. I mean, like, yeah, stuff, fuck, is, it's stuff that's fun and cool is going so fast and stuff that's driving me crazy, I am languishing in. Oh. It's well, that's weird. An interesting. Like, uh, driving approach. here today, I just, I thought I'm not going to make it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, have a road rage experience or something horrible is going to pop out of me. Languishing. I almost yelled at the the lackeys for the gate. The gate was bothering me, just getting in the gate. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, look, it's it's true that when you're on that that nerve, that last nerve, it's weird. Every, almost everything is <sighs> there to upset. Yeah, and 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 I get that. And and the good stuff is like it just like flashes by, <laughs> gone. It, well, a it goes by very very fast, yeah. but b I think there's an element of you know. What you do, what I do, travel, mm. opportunity, being exposed to people like, you know, hey, I'm going to chillax. I'm going to hang out with Mark Garagos and have some drinks. You know, like that's a pretty rare opportunity in most people's world. You know, they don't get to have a laugh and exchange ideas with a guy who has those kind of ideas. And uh, then uh, you get to hang out with me. And I get to hang out with me. You know? So it's a two-way street. See what I'm saying? So this is pretty – this is stuff that most people don't see. I mean I just had a guy come by my shop. Uh, did his wife have leukemia? Oof. Wife has leukemia. You know, he's right in our age range. You know, he works at a fabrication shop. How, how bad would I feel if I got sick right now? In other words, how stupid would I feel? Well, you know I, I mean? I'm trying to put things yeah. in perspective here. So this guy came by. He's a big gearhead. His wife's the big fan. She has leukemia. Mm. Um, he mostly kind of came on her behalf. He's a fan, but she's a big fan. And, uh, you know, he wanted to see the Paul Newman race cars and – find out what we're doing and what I was doing. And, you know, my world is I get a call from Bruce Myers today who owns, I would say, five cars that would sell for more than $30 million a piece. Uh, if I'm I'm just kind of getting yeah. – and there may be 10. Yeah. But anyway – and they want to take the 935 to England, to Goodwood. The Goodwood, mm -hmm. Lord Goodwood wants to bring. And I'm starting to put it through my pride, my filter. Like, when do they want to come? Like, in July. Mm, how am I going to do it? You know, whatever. But yeah. uh, think about what's going on. Yeah. Someone is asking you to take your 935 that won Lamont right. to go to England, to go to Lord Goodwood's castle, to go up his driveway, you know. And However, it's, it's so getting pushed to... into a category of, uh -huh, we're going to work this out well. on the calendar and who's going to pay for the hotels. But it's also important to kind of stop and go let's let's steer it pardon the pun back toward holy shit okay however i i must tell you that you're the person that always didn't like doing anything if it involved burning a couple molecules i didn't you, like you no, i didn't like i didn't like traveling and performing yeah and, and working working you no it, you used to put it under work no 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 hold on how dare you you used to always say work is when you when i is doing anything other than being at home no 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 I'd say two things. I would say I would on, I'm on the clock when I leave the house yeah. and I'm off the clock when I get back to the house. Yeah. So the thing is, is w whether work is in Culver City or work is doing a show in DeKalb, Illinois, it's still I, – I, I factor in the distance as part of the work. Yeah, yeah. 
which does not me saying I don't like work. It's I just got into a discussion with Matt about like where's Branson, Missouri, and how long is it going to take to Branson, Missouri? It's not being up on stage for ninety minutes. It's how do we get to Branson no, I, from I St. Louis and all that? You used to you used to speak a little differently, but I'll, no, I'll no, say. that was that was one way I spoke of it. The next thing is. I had you'd always say you'd get. I to, had three or four jobs yeah. for a long period of time, and I didn't really get to get home right. and get my hands yes. on my stuff. Yeah. So I did want to get home with these multiple jobs, yeah. and you and I would go out every weekend, yeah, yeah, and we'd yeah. go to these places all over okay, the place. Right. And so it wasn't like the, the circumstance was, was different. It's, you're right. If I was scared of work, no, or no, if no. I didn't like oh, work. No, no, no. I wouldn't have uh, worked as much as I worked. All right, you used to, okay. All right, all right, but keep going. Forget where I was. Done not making your point. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, uh, mm. Mm. all right. So, listen to me. Now, look. Here's the first thing I said about uh, Goodwood. I said, "Oh, if we're filming it, if it's a part of a TV show, if we're going to monetize it in some way, then I can justify going there and doing this run." Yeah. We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Doctor Drew Show classics. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car on Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Welcome back once again to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. In the final clip here, episode 869, titled Take It Back, which aired on July 6th of 2018. In this clip, the fellows feel like the reason society is messed up is due to lack of communication. They may be on to something. Roll the clip. Whenever I hear somebody say, you know, it's high time this nation have an honest discussion about race and blah, 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 dialogue or whatever. I, I know you're not. I know you're not. I always just go, yeah, right. An honest discussion until somebody tells the truth, you call them a racist or whatever it is. Uh, but also this thing of like, I, I know I'm a little broken recordery, a recordery here, but this thing was like, we need a place where we can come together and have a dialogue well, and have a discussion. We just need community, some kind of discussion, community. whatever. My feeling as I hear. And I don't know who I was yelling at about this once, but there could be anybody. Could be anybody, mm-hmm. but they're like, "We need to have a discussion about race." And I'm like, "It should go from ninety percent to into the mid nineties or high nineties. Like, where are we at now? I mean, where are we where are we at discussing race versus discussing f- family staying together? I, I don't know. I feel like zero to a million or something. So I don't." 
know that we need more discussions about almost anything. I, I just think we need more f- community, more free conversation, you know, dialogue about whatever's my, going on. My thing is like people need to go on more bike rides with their kids. Yeah. Like, that's kind of yeah. my thing. My yeah, yeah. thing is kind of the opposite. My thing is instead of getting together and having a dialogue, people need to do more fishing with their sons yeah. and more daughters and moms need to go out and shop at a farmer's market and make a big feast for a Sunday night and turn the TV off. You know, like like I'm the opposite, which is everyone get on a bike and go hit a trail. No, I don't disagree with that. Uh, but I, there's just all this data coming out about how isolated we are and how that isolation is sort of affecting us. You know what I mean? Even if it's just a little bit of sharing about anything. Well, like I went and took my daughter to go look at some land that I'd torn property down. I took the dog and she got on the bike and we went down and walked around the property and kind of uh, thought about like, here, your room will be here and, you know, you'll have this view, you know, and, and, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, no talk of politics or race relations or Trump or uh, the kids at the border or kids yeah. in the cave. And uh, it's, it's, it's good for, uh, for one's blood pressure. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's go a little, uh, you know, sort of Huck Finney, Tom sawyer Like, let's, uh, let's go find a river and uh, coast down it a little bit. All right. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jimmy was telling me he went on this excursion where it's like uh six days on a horse hmm what happened to your friend you go in but he was not a guy i could tolerate that you go in for like three days you you do some fly fishing it's a place that it's a preserve where there there can be no this is jimmy kimmel we're talking yes there can be no Dude, wheels or tracks or ATVs or motorcycles or whatever. It's pack mule and horses and you go you, in. You don't see that as a big change in what he likes? Uh, you mean convening with nature or sitting on a horse or what are we talking all the, about? All the above. I Well, first off, I, drop your accusatory tone. No, I, I'm literally like. Drop I, it. No, it's actually. Take a, it back. It's astonishment. Take it's back like, your accusatory tone. I take it back, but it's, okay. it, but it's a positive, really. Really? No, no, because... Take back your condescending accusatory tone. I take Ta- it back, then it was not my intention at all. My intention was to go... I, take this, it back. This dude has changed, is what I'm saying. It's not a bad way. Well, he he, he always liked fishing. It's just he couldn't be on a boat. So I think he figured out that fly fishing was probably the activity for him. Mm-hmm. He threw up. We went on a half-day boat out of Elsa Gun, and he just threw up and laid on the deck <laughs> the entire bad. time. That is Jimmy Kimmel. A- but... He also, I think he has a job that involves makeup and lights and hitting his marks and yeah. interviewing people sometimes that, you know, he doesn't like yeah. or does like or talking politics or whatever it is. And he probably, all, all anyone wants at the end of uh, three months of that is a, is a, is a river yeah, yeah. and a little nature, right. you know. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, everybody, go, go hit the trail. Like, uh, I, we don't need another exchange of ideas. You need to exchange your uh, waffle stompers with a little dust down a road. You know what I mean? Like, go get your dog. Take for a big old walk on a trail somewhere. Just go the, take off. But the um, research on this right now, uh-huh. because of the way the world is, shows that, yes, it does work. And then within three days. What does work? Getting away and being with nature and being quiet does really significantly improve your stress and your outlook. 
until three days after you get home, and then it's all back to normal. Well, it's got to be a lifestyle. It can't be a crash or fad well, diet. It's going to go out in the – how would he do that? I do it all the time. I, I how would have, Jimmy do that? Well, that's a, that's a tall order. Yeah. Thank God – Less than 40% of Americans host late-night shows, so, uh, so maybe even right. less. I mean, maybe in the 20s. I don't really? know. Really? 25 I don't know. Gary's got to look that up. But, Crazy. Oh, do the math. They'd have no audience if, if the majority of them hosted shows. I suppose that's true, but they can watch the other show. Well, let's not – let's go ahead and carve out millionaire Jimmy Kimmel. All right. uh, let's carve out everyone who hosts the Oscars, all right? That's way <laughs> less than – that's got to be less than 30% of Americans, right? I would think – yeah, maybe even sub twenty. Uh, that's funny. really maybe shocking. I, let me, let Look me research it, up. it. Research yeah. it. Sorry, I because it's been going on Get for ninety five years. Not like four years old. Yeah. Get on that, Gary. Or ninety years. Uh, fair point. All right. Anyway, here's my point, Drew. Mm. If in fact you're not one of the millions of Americans who hosts the Oscars <laughs> or is involved currently in a late night battle, uh, making it part of your daily ritual of taking a nice walk or as I've always said, turning a wrench, solving a problem, mm. getting to fixing something, getting into getting into that sort of uh, tactile world of going for a jog on a trail or riding a mountain bike down a trail. You're riding a mountain bike down a trail. You're not really thinking about a lot other than not hitting something that's going to throw you over the handlebars. Right. Yes. Yes, that's true. And people need a little – I'll tell you what everyone needs, and they don't put themselves in this position – when you're on a mountain bike, Drew's checking his Twitter right no, now. I'm, I'm getting I'm, angry I'm looking, at somebody. I'm looking up something that's coming up here while you're giving a little talk. Type in, and I'll make you a bet. Mm. I say less than 22% of Americans have hosted the Oscars. Mm. Uh, you want to call the over under 22%? Or? Uh, yeah, 18. Yeah. 18? Yeah, yeah. I'll meet you at 20%. Okay, fair enough. Want to meet in the middle? Yeah, sure. All 20. right. Gary, look up how many percentage of uh, Americans who've ever lived. You got the Oscars. All right, I'll get back to you on that. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Remember to check back each week for new episodes. And while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake. Thanks for tuning in. Deuces. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My government name. Check it out. I host a show called the Big Brother Jake Podcast, and I've taken my talents to the biggest and baddest platform on the planet. That's right, baby. Podcast One. My show is unique as I talk about everything. Life, sports, entertainment, being a single dad juggling several jobs. (laughs) I'm a hot mess, but it's damn entertaining. Subscribe and review now on Apple Podcasts and listen on Podcast One or wherever you get your podcasts.